Support for IPR comes from Orchestra Iowa, presenting the movie E.T., the extraterrestrial on the big screen, accompanied by the symphony orchestra performing the score live, May 3rd and 4th at 7.30 at the Paramount. Tickets at orchestraiowa.com. Today is Friday. It's the 16th of December. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Iowa House Speaker Pat Grassley says property tax relief will be a top priority for his House Republicans in the upcoming legislative session. He says past attempts at lowering property taxes have not always ended in relief for all taxpayers. Local governments largely control property tax rates. What I would like for to see us do is come with a plan that not only provides relief in some form, whether it's through lowering a levy or whatever that would be by the state pitching in dollar for dollar relief, because that's how we have to do it when it comes to reducing property taxes, but also shift the narrative from um, certainty for government revenue to certainty and for the taxpayer themselves. Grassley says that's likely to set up a conflict between state and local elected officials, but he says lawmakers have to do more to make sure the state's investments in property tax relief actually get passed on to taxpayers. The Iowa Attorney General's office has reached a settlement for more than $44 million with managed care company Centene over its pharmaceutical billing practices. We learn the details from IPR's Natalie Krebs. Missouri-based Centene operates as Iowa Total Care in the state. It's one of two managed care organizations currently providing services under its Medicaid program. The Iowa Attorney General's office alleges that the company used deceptive practices to overbill the state for pharmacy benefits and services. Under the settlement, Centene does not admit any wrongdoing, but is required to provide full transparency for all pharmacy benefit claims. The settlement money will be split between the state and the federal Medicaid program. Nearly 800,000 Iowans on the state's Medicaid program are managed by an MCO. Iowa's unemployment rate increased for the fourth consecutive month, up two-tenths of a percent. It's now at 3.1 percent for November. Iowa Workforce Development Director Beth Townsend says the drop was due to more lost jobs than new people entering the workforce. Unfortunately, more people were unemployed, but it was the difference this month was people moving from employed to unemployed, but that we did not see a drop in the labor force. So that means those folks are still continuing to look for work and remained in the labor force, which is good for employers who have been looking for help. She says several sectors saw job losses. Trade and transportation utilities lost about 1,100 jobs. Professional and business services lost 1,000, while finance and insurance lost 800 jobs. An Ankeny man was found guilty yesterday for participating in the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol. IPR's Grant Gerlock tells us it marks the seventh conviction out of the eight Iowans charged for taking part in the insurrection. A D.C. District Court judge convicted Salvador Sandoval on 12 federal charges, including obstructing proceedings in Congress, assaulting an officer, and disorderly conduct. Prosecutors say Sandoval believed the lie that the 2020 election was stolen and went to the Capitol hoping to stop Congress from certifying the results. He joined other rioters and forced his way into the rotunda. Video from surveillance and police body cameras showed him pushing officers and grabbing at their riot shields. Sandoval faces 20 years or more in prison. His conviction comes after his mother, Deborah Sandoval of Des Moines, pleaded guilty for also illegally entering the Capitol. She faces up to one year in prison. And a small-town Iowa police chief has been indicted on federal charges that he abused his position to purchase more than two dozen machine guns. 
Adair Police Chief Brad Wendt and Robert Williams were both charged with making false statements about whether the police department in the town wanted to buy the machine guns. Adair's city attorney, Clint Fitcher, says Wendt remains the police chief at this point because the city had no advance notice of the charges before they were announced yesterday. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Support for IPR comes from the Healing Room at Upstream Functional Medicine, offering medical spa services that support the body's natural ability to detoxify from environmental challenges. Learn more about the Healing Room at upstreamfm.com. Bobcats were hunted to near extinction in parts of the American Midwest, and states began putting them on protected species lists. But the bobcat has made a huge comeback. Now it's hunted in nearly every state in the U.S., including in Iowa. Juan Pablo Ramirez Franco of Harvest Public Media reports about some efforts to protect the wild cat, even as it thrives. For 44 years, Illinois banned bobcat hunting. That changed in 2016, when the state started a lottery for permits to hunt the predators. And every year since Illinois had a bobcat hunting season, Jennifer Kuroda has lined up for one of the permits, with plans to leave it unused and possibly saving at least one of the wildcats. I've applied for a permit not to use since the very beginning, and I've never received one. So uh, the odds are unlikely, but I still feel it's a method for me to be involved and have a voice in the conservation of bobcats. The bobcat is a medium-sized lynx with a short bob tail, hence the name, and dense brown-gray fur along its back with a whitish underside speckled with black. That makes it prized by hunters and trappers. The best pelts can fetch hundreds of dollars. Vero Popescu teaches conservation biology at Ohio University, where he researches bobcat populations. He says that habitat destruction coupled with the fur trade led to a decline in bobcat populations by the 1850s throughout the Midwest. They were never in danger of you know, extinction, but they have been extirpated from several Midwest states like Ohio, Indiana, Illinois. The bobcat is not a federally endangered species. They're one of the most widely distributed, medium-sized mammals in the country, second only to the raccoon. Still, a handful of states, including Indiana and Ohio, continue to ban bobcat hunting. Most recently, California imposed a ban in 2019. Steve Balin is one of the caretakers of Boris, the bobcat that calls a Northern Illinois Nature Center home. He's a lynx rufus, and lynx rufus are, are all over the United States. Families crowd around the bobcat enclosure while Balin explains. The, you probably, if you didn't know that there are lynx in Illinois, you also probably didn't know that they hunt for lynx in Illinois. And, uh, right, and they, not, they don't just hunt for them, they trap them. So far, the state has hosted six hunting seasons, and hunters have nabbed more than 1,600 bobcats. Stan McTaggart with the Illinois Department of Natural Resources says that the lottery for hunting permits limits the numbers that get killed. We usually get about 6,000 applications for 1,000 permits, so your chances of success are, are pretty low. Matt Reed with Lake County Wilderness Preserve in northern Illinois says that in states with dense bobcat populations like Tennessee or Kentucky, those numbers are far higher. Kentucky, for example, I believe they they have, uh, they'll probably take in like thousands, they'll actually harvest thousands of bobcats, uh, maybe one or two thousand per year. So probably ten times as many as we, we do here in Illinois. Oklahoma hunters and trappers also kill thousands of bobcats a year. 
Stan McTaggart says the number in Illinois is about 300 bobcats a year. Even with that hunting, McTaggart says that the state is confident that the population of bobcats is increasing. Our surveys for bobcats show increasing uh, trends in abundance based on deer hunter surveys and archery deer hunter surveys. There's two different types. Jennifer Kuroda, the woman who tries every year to save a bobcat by taking one permit out of circulation, got an email from the Illinois DNR. So yeah, it says lottery winner, like the, the, the subject line says lottery winner, and then it says, Jennifer, congratulations, the bobcat hunting drawing 2022 is complete. You were successful in being issued a permit. This is your account tied to, and then my customer number. Kuroda is thrilled to have delivered a dent, however small, to this year's bobcat harvest. The way she sees it, by holding on to her permit, she increases her odds and everyone else's of catching a glimpse of the elusive links in the wild someday. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Juan Pablo Ramirez Franco. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains, including IPR News, reporting on food systems, agriculture, and rural issues. This is Here First, a podcast from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Thanks for listening.